0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 861, and we're looking at Matthew 28, verses 11 through 15. Let's read our passage. As they were on their way, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priest everything that had happened. After the priests had assembled with the elders and agreed on a plan, They gave the soldiers a large sum of money and told them, Say this, his disciples came during the night and stole him while we were sleeping. If this reaches the governor's ears, we will deal with him and keep you out of trouble. They took the money and did as they were instructed, and the story has been spread among Jewish people to this day. This is the gospel according to Matthew. Matthew's writing this gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. We're dealing with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Thursday night they had the Last Supper. Then they went to the Garden of Gethsemane, and that's where Jesus was arrested. Then he was taken to the high priest, and appeared before the whole Sanhedrin, and that occurred throughout the night. Then Friday morning they took him to Pilate, the Roman governor, who ordered his crucifixion. He was crucified Friday morning. Died Friday afternoon and was placed in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea Friday evening. Then Saturday, they went to Pilate and asked to put a guard at the tomb. Pilate told the chief priests to handle it themselves, so a guard was placed. Now it's Sunday, and we saw last time that uh, first thing Sunday morning, an angel appeared. The guards all fainted dead away, but the angel opened the tomb. And then the women came, found the empty tomb, and encountered Jesus. Jesus told them, go tell my brothers to meet me in Galilee. So we pick up now, chapter 28, verse 11. As they were on their way, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. So as they were on their way, speaking of the women, Jesus has just told them, go tell my brothers. And so they're going to do that. And so as they were on their way, some of the guards came into the city and reported everything that had happened. And they report to the chief priests. And this is why I agree with those who say that these were temple guards, not Roman soldiers, because they come and report to the chief priests, not to the Roman chain of command. Now, it says they reported everything that had happened. They reported everything that happened as far as they know. What do they actually know? Well, they saw the angel appear. That's what caused them to faint away. They know there was an earthquake, and they know there's an empty tomb. Did they actually see the resurrection? No, nobody actually saw that. Did they actually see Jesus? Doubtful. They probably didn't see the angel open the tomb. That would have occurred probably after they had fainted away. But they did see the tomb was empty after they came to their senses and realized something big has happened here. The tomb is empty. So this is what they went and reported to the chief priests. This amazing thing happened. There was an earthquake. This angel appeared, and kabam, we was knocked out. And then when we came to, the tomb was empty. The tomb was open. Now, what did the chief priests believe happened? We don't really know, but... If you remember back in chapter 27, when Jesus was on the cross, they said, let him come down from the cross, then we will believe. Now the guards show up and say, an angel appeared and struck us down, and the tomb's empty. Do they believe now? Seems like no, they still don't believe. What do they believe? We really don't know, but they got to come up with something. So Verse 12, after the priests had assembled with the elders and agreed on a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money and told them, say this, his disciples came during the night and stole him while we were sleeping. So here's a plan. We were afraid they would steal the body. That's why we posted guards. So the guards were sleeping and they stole the body. That's what happened. Now we often hear that the penalty for Falling asleep while you were on guard duty was death. Well, that might have been the case for the Roman soldiers, but that's another reason I think these were not Roman soldiers. They were the temple guards. And maybe the idea wasn't to guard the tomb like you're guarding a prisoner, but be there in case something happens, in which case you can sleep. It's not like somebody's going to sneak up and roll the stone away while you're sleeping. So, the idea that they could go to sleep, even in shifts, is not that far fetched. So it's not like these guys are saying they're going to be executed for falling asleep on guard duty. So it sounds like a reasonable plan from their perspective, unless you have this option that you might consider that maybe it's really true. Verse 14 If this reaches the governor's ears, we will deal with him and keep you out of trouble. Now, if they were Roman soldiers, they worked for the governor. And there's no way the chief priests could keep them out of trouble. But it was just a local thing. It's the local temple guards working for the chief priests. Does Pilate even care? And if he does, they can deal with it. Now, how are they going to deal with it? Are they going to pressure him? Or are they going to bribe him with money? Apparently, that wasn't unheard of with Pilate. Verse 15. They took the money and did as they were instructed. And the story has been spread among Jewish people to this day. Now, remember, by the time Matthew's writing this, it's a well known story among the Jewish people that the disciples came and stole the body of Jesus. And so that's why Matthew says, and it's a story that consists to this day. Now, when's this day? It's when Matthew wrote the gospel, probably in the 60s. But it is a persistent story. Justin Martyr was a Christian who lived in Ephesus. He was probably born around 110, died about 165. Probably around 150 to 155, he wrote something called Dialogue with Trifo. He had recently converted to Christianity from being a philosopher and had become a follower of Christ, and he encountered a man in Ephesus who was there because there was some unrest in Judea. He was a Jew and his name is Trypho. And so Justin has this discussion with him to try and convince him to become a Christian and records it in this dialogue with Trypho. And in it he says, Yet you not only have not repented, but after you learned that he rose from the dead, but as I said before, You've sent chosen and ordained men throughout all the world to proclaim that a godless and lawless heresy had sprung from one Jesus, a Galilean deceiver, whom we crucified, but his disciples stole him by night from the tomb where he was laid when unfastened from the cross and now deceive men by asserting he has risen from the dead and ascended to heaven. So that's part of what Justin Martyr is saying to this Jewish man, Trifo, Even in Ephesus, about 150 AD, that's still a popular story. But this is the end of Jerusalem in Matthew's Gospel. The the remaining scene will be in Galilee. So I think Matthew includes this account to specifically deal with this challenge that Jews will say, well, Jesus did really rise from the dead. Jesus' body was stolen by his disciples. That's why the tomb is empty. Notice nobody's arguing the tomb is not empty. The question is, did Jesus rise from the dead, or did the disciples steal the body? And as Paul will argue in his letter to the Corinthians, and there was this other issue of 500 people saw him after Jesus, he rose from the dead. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time. I continue working through Matthew.